according to Matthew, the 15th chapter. Then he, then he called the crowd to him and said to them, listen and understand. It is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but is, it is what comes out of the mouth that defiles. Then the disciples approached and said to him, do you know that the Pharisees took offense when they heard what you said? He answered, every plant that my heavenly father has not planted will be uprooted. Let them alone. They are blind guides of the blind. And if one blind person guides another, both will fall into a pit. But Peter said to him, explain this parable to us. Then he said, are you also still without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth enters the stomach and goes out into the sewer? But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this is what defiles. For out of the heart come evil intentions, murder, adultery, fornication, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defiles a person, but to eat with unwashed hands does not defile. Jesus left that place and went away to the district of Tyre and Sidon. Just then a Canaanite woman from that region came out and started shouting, have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But he did not answer her at all. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she keeps shouting after us. He answered, I was sent only to, be, only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. He answered, It is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. She said, yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed instantly. The Gospel of the Lord. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I've learned a lot from the women in my lives, my life. My mom, Mary, Sandy, my beloved spouse, my two daughters, Katie and Becca, from pastors who are women. And from a lot of amazing lay people. But the woman today in our text almost outdoes them all. We have so much to learn from her. In fact, she's one of two people that are to said to have great faith by our Lord and Savior. So let's dig in. There's really two problems in our scriptures today, or two words that should trouble us and make us scratch our heads. The first one is in that Romans text that we heard from Paul. God has consigned or imprisoned us all in disobedience. God did that? Why would God do that? I, I would think God would want us to be obedient and imprison us in obedience. But no, God imprisoned us in disobedience 
so that he could have mercy. We're going to look at that in a minute. But the other difficult saying, the other problem, is what Jesus says to this amazing woman, this Canaanite woman or Syrophoenician woman, a non-Jewish woman. It's not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs? Ouch! My goodness. And I've found that when you run into parts of Scripture that shake you up and unsettle you, that's awesome. That's where you need to dig in. So let's indeed get to work. The first text from Romans, God has imprisoned us in disobedience. It's like God is saying, I'm not going to be pushed out of the picture. I'm not going to let you think you can go it alone and have this. It's like the Tower of Babel story. (laughs) No, I'm going to keep you locked up in that disobedience so that you'll have no choice but to depend on mercy, on my mercy. The law demands and commands, and it does set boundaries for us to live and maybe protects us in many respects, but it isn't going to get us where we need to be. That comes from God's mercy. In other words, God's relationship with us is not founded on our achievement, but on God's gift. Paul will say earlier, note the kindness and the severity of God Severity to those who have fallen. Who are the ones who have fallen? The ones who have thought that because they got the right pedigree or they've done all the right and good things and they've checked all the boxes that they're in with God. That's when you've fallen. So severity when you're in that place because then we are driven to honesty and hear the mercy and kindness of God, God's grace. So if you think you're standing on your own stuff or your own pedigree, get ready. God's Word is going to do some taking you down. And then we get to the Canaanite woman, who's the greatest example of what Paul is talking about. A wrestling match occurs, really. Now, at this point, I want to just say a little bit about my faith journey. I was baptized in the Lutheran Church. God claimed me from the very beginning. A covenant was made with me. I grew up appreciating that to some degree. Sunday school, youth, all kinds of things, worshiping with my family, and, and then there were some youth retreats. Our, our youth had some powerful experiences this summer where God really got a hold of me in Christ. I can remember some communion services on youth retreats where I just felt God's hand upon me. You've probably had those mountaintop experiences. It doesn't matter if you have or you haven't, but I had enough encounters with Christ through the Word growing up in high school, in college, that I came to love 
Jesus Christ. I'm a Jesus freak. I love him. And our faith is much intellect and doctrine that we have is about the fact that he's loved us and we love him back. But there's a problem here that I experienced, and that is that, and this isn't going to sound like a problem to you, but when you love someone, you want to please them. You want to do what they've called you to do. And so I went about doing that. And I quickly ran aground. Because Jesus says some pretty harsh things. Sermon on the Mount, he said you have to be perfect like your Father in heaven. Sure. In Revelation, he says to the seven, one of the seven churches, you're neither hot nor cold, you're lukewarm, I'll spit you out of my mouth. Talking to a Christian of a non-denominational church, just loves Jesus, loves the Lord, and he said, Bill, that, that saying of Jesus haunts me. And so then you set about being an on-fire lover of Jesus and just how on fire do you have to be to not be lukewarm? There's lots of things Jesus says that are hard and harsh and it's tough. And so you need to understand something about Jesus if you're going to love him and not despair or drift into some illusion of self-righteousness. Enter the woman that we hear about today. She cries out to him, Son of David, have mercy on me. She wants healing for her child who's possessed by an evil spirit. And by the way... That's what preaching, good preaching does, is set those who are captive free. That's what she wants. What does she get from Jesus? Our Lord, our good shepherd, our incredible friend. Go back one, Teresa, not quite. Nothing! Nothing. Silence. She keeps at it, and she's bugging the disciples, and they want her to get lost. Now, they're up in Tyre and Sidon. That's up north, way out of Israel. This is a Gentile place. I don't know who they were expecting to find there, but that's, that's where it is. And there's passages in the Old Testament, because it was kind of an area of one of the northern tribes of of a vision that God would bring that area back in once again. And so Jesus, of course, goes up there. And, of course, he meets this woman, and she, she knows about... David was up there way back in the history of Israel. She knows about David, and maybe she even knows about the Hebrew Scriptures. Um, you know, there were Gentiles who, you know, follow, were God-fearers. And she makes a confession of faith. Son of David, have mercy... The disciples are complaining to Jesus, and 
I don't know if he said to her or to them or if he said loud enough for her to hear. I'm pretty sure there she is. She's bugging him. They're talking to, to Jesus. So they, she had to have heard what Jesus said. And he says, I came only for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And what does she hear in that? I'm not one of those. I didn't come for you. Now this is the Jesus we love, right? What's going on? What's going on here? Jesus is actually telling the truth. God's promises are for God's people. Yes, there is a vision that someday the Gentiles would be brought in, but God's promise is for God's people. And she doesn't have the pedigree. She doesn't have the um, family um, clout. She doesn't have the law. She doesn't have because... And so what she gets from Jesus at first is exclusion and even a curse. You're a Gentile. You're not a part of this party. It seems harsh to us, and it is. And there's all kinds of commentaries that you could run to that would explain this away. Make Jesus not so harsh. I even heard this one. This is a really good one. That the word for dogs in the Greek, is, it's called diminutive, but it, it, it could be puppies. And, you know, that's less offensive. But look, look what happens. Hang in there. She doesn't give up. She cries out for mercy. She sticks it out. She gets in a battle with Jesus. And so it is for all of us, because here's the deal. Right with her. If we want to meet Jesus and hold on to him according to the law, we should give it up. We're not gonna, we don't have the pedigree, we don't have the standing, we haven't been perfect like our Father in heaven, um, and, and she, she knows this, but she doesn't give it up, she hangs in there and she goes at it with Jesus. And now think about something that we say, what, do, what does John say about Jesus? John is the word, what? Made flesh. And the Word of God is both law and gospel. The Word of God is that standard that God wants, the righteousness, the justice, and the gospel. So, of course, when you encounter Jesus, you're going to encounter the law. And that's what Jesus gives her. Oh, the cold, hard truth. But what do we do? In our relationship with Jesus, when we get that, we do what she did. We hang in there for dear life. We hold on for a blessing. We will not let go. And note what she doesn't do at this point. She doesn't defend. She doesn't say, I know I'm a Gentile, but you know, I've kind of been worshiping in the synagogue up here. She doesn't say, I know the Ten Commandments. I've been a pretty good person. She doesn't say, um, well, you know, you guys have been victimizing us as Jewish people and excluding us as Gentiles, so you ought to accept me. She doesn't extol her virtues at all. None of it. 
She simply goes back and says, I want a promise from you, Jesus. I know who you are. You've given me the cold, hard truth. And so she says this. Even even the dogs get the crumbs. Teresa, you can go to the next one. Even the dogs get the crumbs. And then Jesus, it's almost like he explodes with joy. Oh, yes! And he says, great is your faith. Great is your faith because you stuck in there. You didn't let the law send you away like the rich man did. Remember when Jesus says to the rich man, oh, go sell everything you have and give it to the poor and then come follow me. And he gave up and he left. She isn't going to give up. She's going to stick in there with Jesus and she's going to go all the way and she's going to fight to the death to get a promise from Jesus and that's exactly what he wants from you and I. It's no coincidence that right at this moment when Luther is talking about Jacob's wrestling with God in the Old Testament, with that mysterious angel um, that Jacob says, I've wrestled with God, and, and you know God put his hip out of joint, and he wouldn't let go until what? He wouldn't let go until God gave him a what? A blessing, that's right! And so Luther, when he's talking about that story, goes right to this woman, and he says, that's it! You see what she did? She hung in there and she said, I'm not going to let go of you until you give me a blessing. I'll take the crumbs. Great is your faith, Jesus says. This woman is the hero of heroes in teaching us what it is to be in relationship with Jesus Christ, to love Jesus. We're going to get the law and for a, lot of, for a moment, for a time in my life, I was going to love Jesus with all my heart, and I was going to give him everything, and boy, you burn out quick. Because I didn't have Jesus as the gospel, I had Jesus as the law. And that is the key. So, so it is for us who wrestle with faith, who wrestle with the law, the expectations of others, ourselves, the brokenness of the world. So it is with us that we are in a wrestling match. Hang in there and hold on for the promise of God in Christ Jesus. He's going to give it to you, and He's given it to you today. Your sins are forgiven He's imprisoned you in disobedience just so you can cling now to the promise. Mercy, forgiveness, love this day. Where does God want you to find God? Right here, on the cross, dying for you, giving you the promise. You cling to it. You hold on to it. No matter what. Thanks be to God. Amen.